The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Yo, what's up? This is episode 155. We're going to touch on UFC Fight Night this weekend. We have a big Game 7 in the Western Conference Finals, and then that, among other things, we're going to dive into. Um, but yeah, first things first, we'll address. Um, we had a TikTok go viral, and it was um, kind of a... I mean, it's never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing, but it was... It was a it was an emotional roller coaster for sure. You get all weekend told that you're a dumb fat piece of shit by everybody. <laughs> um so yeah, for those who don't know, I'll just chronicle the timeline of events. Uh Michael Block goes into the PGA Championship, ends up tying top 15. I literally tweeted out. I was like it's one of the best sports moments ever. Like when he hit that hole in one, it was awesome. Then he hits like a wild chip shot to give himself like a six foot putt that he has to make. If he misses it, he doesn't get free entry in the next year's PGA championship. He ends up draining the putt. Well, then he, this was the whole premise of, well, first off, I guess what, what, what do you, do you agree with my thought process on the video? Not that, not necessarily do you agree, but do you think, like, I didn't make that video going like, this is controversial. This is going to, this is going to get the people going. Like, so what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I I didn't think it was that controversial either, but like people, I mean, I know you better than everyone else. So probably like a lot of people were probably taking it different than I guess I took it. Yeah. I don't, I really, I don't understand the outrage but so okay he he ends up doing great in the pga championship it was a wild story then he gets a call from the charles schwab invitational the tournament the very next week in dallas and they say we want you to come out and participate we got an exemption for you multiple tournaments have reached out to him and he's going to go play in them well my whole point was it was a wild underdog story. He should have leaned into that underdog story. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. He literally said before the tournament, he said, I only hit one bucket of balls a week. Like, what? <laughs> so that's kind of saying, like, I'm not supposed to be here. This is, I, I'm bare, I'm just out here teaching, giving lessons. And he said, I don't even hit that much. Like, okay, well, you just had an improbable run. So then he goes on like a press tour. He went on McAfee's show, Bob Minery's podcast. He went on multiple different shows. And they he got asked a question. Basically, the verbatim, it was, I would assume you know Rory's a better, or I would assume you think Rory's a better golfer than you. And his response was, he's longer. That was the first thing he said. So instead of being like, yeah, no, Rory's better, he's like, no, he's longer off the tee. So I, t- it, how do you interpret that? Like, yeah, that means, no, he's not better. He can just hit it farther. Mm-hmm. And then he doubles down and says, if I could hit it as far as he could, it would be stupid what I would score. He said, I'd be one of the best in the world. So it's like, okay. 
you've now kind of gone against the grain of that underdog story. Like I said, America loves the underdog, but as soon as they feel like, oh, okay, it's no longer this feel-good story. Like, you think you're good? No, fuck you. Like, everybody turns. Um, the point of the video was if you're going to take that stance, you have to perform. You can't be leaning into like, oh, I'm one of the best players in the world. I just hit it farther than I can. My wedge game is world-class is what he said. He went out in the first round and proceeded to shoot 11 over. The second round, he shot four over. So he missed the cut. He was 15 over par, 15 strokes over par, dead last by like seven strokes. Not good. So after day one, I made a video that the Cinderella story is essentially over. I used the term he got served a slice of humble pie and that that <laughs> that got the people going. They did not appreciate that. Um, so much so that so I, I make the video, I post it to whatever, so to social media, to all the platforms and I had work the next day. I'm literally laying in bed, about to go to sleep. And then, and I know we've already talked about this, but for everybody that doesn't know the full story, Lindsay goes, whoa, your video's got 34,000 views. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and she's like, oh, wow, it's got a thousand comments. And then she pauses and she's like, mm, don't read the comments. I was like, what? Like, totally, dude, that just shows you like my thought process. I had no idea that like, oh, everybody would interpret this as like, you're fucking hating on the guy. Yeah. So, but I was just saying the Cinderella story's over. He should, when I say everybody's like jumping on, like I said, he should have rode off into the sunset. That mean I mean like, don't go play another tournament and fucking suck. You just tied top 15. You can come back next year for the PGA championship. The very next week after everybody's like, whoa, this regular guy just went out and competed with all the professionals. The very next week, you're like, oh, okay, it's back to reality. You just got dead fucking last. You shot an 81. Like, that was my point. You could have wrote all, he's going to still get the endorsement deals. He's going to get the analyst job if he wants it up there announcing at the desk, whatever he wants. He's going to make bank. That's not what I meant. I was just saying for the, the like, take a couple weeks off, take a week or two off and then go fucking play again. At least it's like immediately it crashed and burned. The, the hype train just fucking mm -hmm. went to shit. So yeah, I made the video just saying not good. You can't say you can compete with the best in the world and then go out and shit the bed like that five days later. So, and people just fucking lost their minds. Like I would have just said, I wished him to get cancer or something. The amount of people that like get their feathers ruffled, like get their fucking feelings hurt is wild, dude. I, I have <laughs> dude, some of the comments were so funny. And then I turned the comments off and then everyone's like commenting on the other posts like, oh, you pussy, you turn the comments off. I'm like, yeah, you fucking idiot. This is why I turn the comments off because I have idiots like you that are going to come comment on the other post and boost the engagement there. So one guy, I was cracking up. One guy said, oh, that's not even the main part. Before I get to that, Michael Block himself commented on it. I completely forgot. Mm -hmm. Michael Block himself, we're at a crawfish boil. I pull up my phone and I check the, uh, I check the notifications Michael Block comments on the post. He says, because he's media trained, I was cracking up. He says, love you, brother. Definitely didn't yell at my caddy. Thanks, though. Like, he, they, they're like, all right, say you love him. And then <laughs> and then get your point in. Uh, started off with, you're not, it's, you, you love everybody. 
So I immediately, I said, on the bridge when asking for yardage to the bunker, yelling was an exaggeration, sure, maybe snapping. So again, I made a whole video about this. He hit his ball on the bridge, which is not where you want your ball to go when you're playing golf. Asked the marshal for relief. He didn't give it to him. He was already aggravated. He turns to his caddy. He says, well, then I'm going to need yardage to the bunker. And his caddy goes, what bunker? And he turns around and goes, the only bunker, the greenside bunker. He was pissed. So he was not yelling. That was an exaggeration. But that's what I said in my follow-up video. You can't yell on a golf course. So that was the equivalent of yelling. He snapped at his poor caddy who's just out there. Just just which bunker do you mean, Michael? Come on. Just tell him which bunker. Um. So, yeah, he felt the need to comment. I posted it to Instagram as well and tagged him. He he was keeping tabs. He was watching the Instagram stories. So he <laughs> he very much knows that we exist. Um, and it turned into this this battle with Michael Block. And that's not what my intention was. But that's what I said. If 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 the blockheads want to go to war, dude, I will dedicate my life to following the demise of Michael Block just out of spite. Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, I don't give a fuck, dude. It wasn't like, oh, everyone took it as like I'm wishing for him to fail. And it's like, I don't give two shits. I literally tweeted like that was one of the coolest sports moments. My point is, I've always said I I like the people that can talk the talk and walk the walk. But if you're going to talk, you got to fucking back it up. And he did not at all. So the guy who won the tournament on average drove the ball 20 yards less than Michael Block did. So his whole... I just don't drive it as far as the pros argument went out the window. The guy who won had an average driving distance of 20 yards less than Michael Block. I watched him on 18 from the fairway chunk one like me. Like he chunked the fuck out of it. It went 15 yards. It's like, <laughs> oh, I've been there. Been there. What have you been drinking on the course? Um, But yeah, so the video proceeds to blow up and get the final tally, which is still kind of slowly going. We currently sit at... 627.8 thousand views um, with 32,000 likes and 500 comments telling me to go fucking jump off a bridge. So it was um not not expected, but one of the comments, one guy says, I bet you aren't even below a 10, meaning handicap. I would be 100, like the, the amount of people that like can't spell or type or anything on Twitter is astounding. He said, I would be 100K straight up. You couldn't beat me. His name's Chris, this old fucking dude. He said, whoever the fuck you are wearing a KC cap, have no clue what the fuck you were talking about. I'm a plus one, but couldn't hold blocks jock. Like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I, I responded to him. I was like, let's play, set it up. But we're playing from the tips, you old bitch. Fucking, we're not playing from the golds. But no, it's just wild. It's wild how many people get their feelings hurt that, over something that had nothing to do with them. And then they're like, you, what are you fucking just trying to get views, loser? It's like, well, it's working, you fucking moron. <laughs> so if I'm trying, I, I think I even commented. I was I'm not trying, I'm succeeding. But no, that wasn't even the, the I mean, obviously you post shit to get people to watch it, but it wasn't like, oh, everyone's going to hate this. Like, this is just, he fucking sucked. Like, that's, that's the price, that's the risk you take when you talk shit. You have to go out and back it up. And he kept crying and shit. And I'm like, dude, I get it. But God damn. I'm like, I don't know. I really, I had nothing against him. But when everybody decided to jump down my throat, and that's what I was like, okay, now I hate this guy. Um, But yeah, so that was wild. But Michael Block hates us. That's for sure. He just shot 
probably one of the worst rounds he's shot in a while. And then he's got to see my face on TikTok saying this fucking humble pie, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> humble pie. You just got your most fucking humble guy I know. Oh, that's what everyone said. Like, and, and no, yeah, that was the big, everyone wanted to be like, what'd you shoot in the first round of the Charles Schwab invitational? It's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good chance. I could have fucking fucked around and shot better than an 81. Not really. But the point is he came in dead last. You can't talk shit. Or what'd you shoot? I, I don't know. I can say I didn't come in last place. <laughs> like it's not, it's not a good look, but I mean the story, it doesn't take away from what he did at the PGA championship. It's a good story and all that blah, blah, blah. Who gives a shit? It, it, it's kind of like, we got to stop fucking getting emotional. Like 90% of the people that were fucking freaking out in the comments, I guarantee you didn't know this dude existed two weeks ago, had no idea who he was. And now you're so much so you're like, dude, and apparently, yeah, they fucking hated the, the Royals hat. So I took the hat off. I put the fucking jersey on just so you can go fuck yourselves. But yeah, I was like, like, they're like figures, Kansas City Royals cap. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> Kansas City. I'm like, dude, you know how many fucking jerseys we, we like, we own how many different hats? Um, but they're like, yeah, it would come from a Kansas City fan. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was wild. I wasn't expecting it, but I'll take it. That's what people, we never post a TikTok. We have like 10 posts on TikTok. It's like the least, it gets the least of our attention when it comes to social media. And one guy's like 150 followers, huh? Nice, nice job. Keep crushing it. I was like, how many we got now? <laughs> you fucking loser. Um, yeah. And then they're like, they're like, oh, what are you in your mom's basement doing your podcast? And in quotes, they kept putting podcast. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's funny how each social media site has a different vibe. Like Instagram's the nice civilized people. Twitter and Twitter and TikTok is just a bunch of ruthless fucking people who want to see you drown. And then, I mean, YouTube's kind of a mix. You'll get some fucking weirdos on YouTube for sure. Uh, speaking of YouTube, go sub the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page. But yeah, so that was our chronicles of, uh, of the Michael Block saga. He certainly knows who we are. Some people were like, I was talking with like Ryan and them. They're like, tell him to come on the podcast. My motherfucker's not coming <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, dude. So he's doing Pat McAfee's show. Mm -hmm. We He thinks we just tried to expose him for yelling at his caddy, which was like in passing. That was not the point of that video at all. That was like filler I, it's not a lie. I saw him snap at his caddy, but I said it like at the end of a sentence as I was talking, like rolling through. I was like, he's yelling at his caddy, he's imploding, blah, blah, blah. Like that was not the point of the video at all. And he had to, he felt the need to go in and clarify that. So if you're listening, Michael Block, I'm sorry. You were not yelling at your caddy, but I guarantee you your caddy was like, oh shit, he's mad at me. So he, he, he knew there was tension after that. And then he hit his best shot of the day though. He hit the fucking best shot probably of his life off that fucking bridge. And then, so I was like, I, I, cause I found the video where, and I was going to post it where he snapped at his caddy, but it's like, he says it low. You can tell I, I I'm not incorrect in my assessment. It's just the, the mic's not really right next to him. Like it doesn't sound as bad. And then he hits his best shot of the day. So it's like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that was that we had our first video go viral. You don't get to pick, I guess, if people like you when it, when it mm -hmm. happens, but it wasn't all. It wasn't everybody like you're a fucking dumb loser. 
it was like 80 20 mm-hmm. the other 20 people were in there agreeing um and then some people are just weird though some people are like he's the cockiest guy i've ever met like i don't think you've met him and he's not that cocky <laughs> like they take the polar opposite side they're like finally somebody said it i'm ready for this guy to fucking go away <laughs> like people like hate him i'm like dude i'm like the i'm like the poster child of the michael block hate club and like that's so not the case that is not the case at all but i was like whatever dude i'll take it y'all keep fucking trying to jump down my throat wait till he plays in the next tournament he's playing in like two weeks in the canadian like the rbc heritage or something like that um and if he comes in dead last dude i'm gonna have to make a follow-up video um what else did you see the lonzo ball news i kind of saw something about it what's up so well, you saw it. So they think Lonzo Ball might never play again. Yeah. There's speculation. Like, he, he, this might be a career ending knee injury that he's been dealing with. It's like chronic knee pain. I'm not, I don't know the full, the full specifics of it, but there's conspiracy going around. I don't even know if it's conspiracy. It could, like, the Lakers think that it's because of the fucking shoes, the, the big baller brand mm-hmm. shoes. He went on a podcast with, Josh Hart and somebody else and he would Lonzo Ball did and he was saying that he would wear he would have four pairs of shoes per game he would have to change them every quarter because they would rip so at the end of the first quarter they're tearing he's putting on another pair and caught up in the middle of all of that is that his dad's business partner stole a shitload of money from him like from the merch and and the shoe sales and all of that so he got money stolen from the brand that his dad made for them that was supposed to like, I don't know, it had a lot of hype around it for a small amount of time, but they wanted to charge so much. But anyway, he got money stolen from all of that, and then it cost him his career, potentially. It's yeah. wild. Everybody was saying how LeVar Ball's like this genius, and oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he did speak it into existence, like all of his kids. Well, he granted the the klepto, uh, what? <laughs> klepto, yeah, the klepto didn't get into uh the NBA, but dude, you cost your son his fucking career because you wanted to make these cheap bullshit shoes and mm-hmm. over overprice the fuck out of them. That's crazy. He was on the Pelicans. Yeah. And his career was just going to shit mm-hmm. because his dad made these. I don't know. I feel really bad because he, dude, he was good. He was good at UCLA. I remember he hit like the game winner, turned around and like said like, this is my fucking city. Like, that and then he goes what number two to the Lakers. Yep, dude, a lot of hype around him. A really good point guard. And there, it could be speculation. Like maybe there's no truth behind the shoes being the issue. But if they're tearing every quarter, that's probably yeah probably plays a good role in it. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I just saw where they were saying he might never play again. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy that, like, you, I don't know. I I don't think it was anything, like, super serious. And then I think it's just chronic knee issues. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if it's a direct correlation because of those shit shoes, I'd sue his dad. <laughs> I'd sue I'd sue Le, LeVar Ball. I mean, they were going – I mean, he capitalized on it. He's a good entertainer. He's on WWE and shit. And, but it's like – I don't know. LaMelo signed the Puma deal. Lonzo's probably like, God damn it. Yeah, why did y'all just Why did me? I have to fucking... Where the fucking Nikes? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, dude. That sucks. Hopefully, that's not the case. But, I mean, he hasn't played in quite a while. There's a lot of 
the the rumors are circulating that his career might be done. That there's truth to those rumors. I'm sure he probably is done. So super unfortunate. There's a lot of those what ifs, which he wasn't that good. He's not like I put Derrick Rose at like the top of the NBA what ifs. Like if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he won the MVP. He was one of the most explosive point guards you'll ever find. He's like the the front runner of what if he doesn't get hurt. Lonzo Ball's not on that caliber, but still he was. He could have been a really good contributor on a championship caliber team for sure. He's able to play pretty solid defense, but just the 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 passing ability and the speed with the ball, the ability to run the court was um, pretty impressive. So it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, all right, game seven is tonight. I have a substantial bet placed. Did you bet on it? No. Celtics and Heat. I mean, it sounded like we were in agreement. Celtics and Celtics and Heat game seven. Boston was down three games to nothing. This could be the first time. Is it in the history of any sport? Um, Definitely in no, the history of the in, NBA. Yeah. So the Red it's Sox. happened in baseball. The Red Sox, yep, against the Yankees. It's always fucking Boston, dude. How how fortunate can one city get? And then maybe in hockey, it, it, I think it's probably happened. Yeah, I, mean, I would have. But I'd have no idea. I'd have no idea either. Um, if I had a bet, I would bet it happened. Yeah. Because I feel like I just, hockey's hockey, you know. Yeah. No, it's like how how fortunate can one city be? You've got obviously the Patriots dynasty, the Red Sox over the Yankees being down three games to none, same situation. Now you got the dude, that game winner. One, the Heat are fucking dumb. They didn't box out either side of the rim. If it goes to the right side, Jason Tatum's right there for the tip in. So the Celtics did what they were supposed to do cla- and crash the glass. The Heat just were like, "Oh, he missed it." Like every fan like oh we win, it was a it was a right place at the right time for um whatever his fucking name is White Colby White no not Colby White no it's certainly not Colby White and who is is Colby White somebody uh, <laughs> um I I don't know I don't know hold on it's something like that I mean that I don't know why the point guard from um North Carolina pops into my head Kobe White Kobe White yes yes. He was the one who went. I was just like Colby White. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek White, maybe. God yeah. damn it! What's his name? He's like the least memorable player you'll ever see. Um, yeah, Derek White tips it in with point one seconds left and wins the game. I had, I had the under. It was starting to get dicey there when Butler goes to the line for two. Then they give him three, so overtime's not in play. And then yeah, so we're going to game seven. First time in NBA history we could see. And, I mean, they're expecting it to happen. The Celtics are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. So, yeah, well, they didn't even guard him after the inbound. Who's that? Derek White. What do you mean? Like He, he, was, he was inbounding it, and he passed it to Marcus Smart, Yeah, and then he was wide open in the corner. It was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought Smart was going to pass yeah. it back. Like, they didn't, yeah, they didn't play they, defense at all. Like They definitely didn't draw it up for Marcus Smart, so I guess they, they did a good – Priority number one was taking away Tatum, and mm-hmm. they did that, I guess. I don't remember where Jalen Brown was on the court at the time, but Marcus Smart's the guy you want taking that shot of those three, I guess. And they got the miss, but yeah, no. It, it almost fell. Though. It did. It was close, yeah. It, it rimmed in and out. So that would have been a brutal way to lose for Boston. But yeah, Derek White crashed the glass, do what you're supposed to do, and wins the game. So, yeah, now we're going to game seven. Celtics are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, so Vegas clearly thinks that 
we're going to see the first ever comeback from being down 3-0. I'm on Miami. I'm taking Miami plus 7.5. Just out of principle, because Miami, it could demoralize them, but you're not done. You have one more game. They've hung in the majority of games. Obviously, they won the first three. Uh, Boston pulled away late in game four. And then game five, they handled them pretty well, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And then, yeah, you you very – I mean, Boston had it, and then it was like, okay, they're going to choke it, and then Miami plays no defense down the sh- on the last possession. So that one could have went either way. But they're right there, seven and a half points. is. I know, I know the stadium's going to go bananas. They're going to be going crazy. But it's still, it just feels like too many damn points. Seven and a half is kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So, give me Miami, Jimmy Butler take over. I don't even care if they win. I don't. I don't. It just just cover. Yeah, I don't think they will. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I mean, Bam Adebayo's a beast down low. Jimmy Butler, two feet in the lane, is pretty much automatic. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see him getting blown out. It'd be an all-time collapse. If they get blown out in Game 7, it's going to be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, Spolster might get fired, and he's been there forever. So, but, yeah, I'm on the Miami Heat, plus 7.5. If they're not going to win, they're at least going to keep it close. And then uh, there's the report came out that the Heat booked their flight to Denver. Oh, yeah? Immediately after the game. So, I don't really think – I feel like that's probably customary. <laughs> like, probably Boston's got their flight booked yeah. as well. Uh, but that report is circulating, so I don't I don't hate it. Um, oh yeah, the bookie tried to fuck me. <laughs> yeah. So I hit on Brooks Kepka. I hit on Brooks Kepka, twenty one to one to win the PGA Championship, which was a great payout. And then I had Xander Shoffley top twenty. So I guess so. Dead heat rules apply, which is bullshit. I fucking hate it. So that means that if there is, this is the way I broke it down, and they wouldn't give me a valid explanation. They kept just saying, oh, no, it's right. So they tried to pay me, I think I had $130 on Xander Shoffley top 20. They tried to pay me $8. There was a five-way tie for 18th. Xander Shoffley tied for 18 with five, with four other people. The way dead heat rules apply the way I interpret that is there are three spots in the money, 18, 19, 20. And I could be wrong. Sorry, like, if you know, correct me. 18, 19, 20, but there's five people. So three spots get paid, two spots are left. You get paid three-fifths of your bet. So if I should have won $100, I get paid three-fifths of that, which is 60 bucks. That's how I interpret that. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, I have no idea how, I'm, how that works. I'm pretty certain. But eight seems like not eight, enough. No. Yeah, eight <laughs> bucks? Eight dollars? He fucking tied for 18th. And so there, but I could tell that the guy running the account had no fucking clue. He didn't know. And he wouldn't give me, so I kept saying, I'll wait for the explanation. And he's like, well, we're in the process of paying you out. I'm like, I'll wait for the explanation. So, and I kept breaking it down. I was like, am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong legitimately. I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this, but, but yeah, it's not, a, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, at the way I interpret it, you have a five-way tie for 18th on a top 20 bet. There are three spots. If he finishes 18, 19, 20, he gets paid. There's two other people tied for 18th. It's three-fifths of $100. 
of or yeah of a hundred dollar winnings it's three-fifths of that so they tried to screw me and instead of giving me an explanation just ghosts me and then and then closes the account okay now i'm gonna have to fucking break your legs over a hundred dollars and turns out they ended up paying me. And then I'm like, jokes on you fucking losers. Cause I had a bet on the Celtics to win the championship. They were down 03. Yeah. I'm like, not paying that. Sayonara, you fucking dickwads. And then here we go. They're about right, to go yeah. to the championship. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Oh, uh, I don't even remember what it would have paid. But Well, I'm wondering now that I think about it, like if there was some long shots in there. You know what I'm saying? So like if whatever, three of the five spots. If there was some long shots in there, that's maybe why that bet got paid less. I don't think, does that matter though? I don't know. I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of them trying to protect how much they would have to pay out. Yeah. So that's, like and, if, but if, I, if I there's said, like a four to couple four to one underdogs for top 20 or something like that. Yeah. I said I could be wrong. Let me know if I am. And, they, and he wouldn't. He would just be like, oh, no, you got to trust us. I'm like, no. I don't even know you, yeah. wizard. The, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> um, but no, the way I read it was that it's just the payable, it's the spots. It's not about the other people's odds. It's about your odds on your bet. And then when there's multiple people tied for dead heat rules, that you, it's the percent, it's the the fraction of however many people are there. So three-fifths is the way I interpret it because there's three spots in the money. And the other two go past the top 20 technically there were 22 people total tied for 18th or better so those other two spots get left out three-fifths of my bet that's the way i interpreted it i asked for an explanation they didn't give it to me so fuck them whatever um i ended up we're on a bigger and better i got a better situation um but yeah so give me the heat plus seven and a half and then the final thing before we get to the ufc fight night um I mentioned it right before we started recording. The NFL is holding withholding the right to flex a max of two Thursday night games per year. Meaning, I'm going to get the exact rule, but I want to say it's like two or three days. Um, they can say, never mind, that's not the Thursday game. It's going to be this one. So it says Thursday night football will probably have more compelling games on its schedule next season after owners approved a modified proposal that will allow Thursday night games to be flexed between weeks 13 to 17. According to NFL media, only two flexes are allowed all season and 28 days notice is required. That's not what I fucking read at all, but that makes it much better. So now this is going to be something that we don't even go any further on. If that's the case, <laughs> that is definitely not what I read. And people so were, they're only flexing the end of the season. Yeah, and if you need a month in advance, that's not what was said because people were pissed. Maybe they added the 28. Maybe they added the 28 days notice requirement. People were not happy about it. Yeah, and they I were saying this is going to screw the fans. Why they don't just flex it every week. Every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because of what happened last year with the Thursday night games, like they were terrible. And there was not one good game. No, there really wasn't. So it's like you could at least, I guess, start off the year with some set games, but then once you get into the season and how things are playing out, then you start moving in 
more competitive games into that slot. Yeah. But, I mean, you could even do it a week in advance. You know what I mean? Instead of waiting for the games in the prior week to wrap up, yeah. you could do it a week in advance and you still end up with a lot better matchups. Yeah, no, the matchups sucked last week. So at, from a viewing perspective, I'm not complaining over it, but we go to an away game, so that could potentially cost us, but we could just say we're not going to. But, yeah, what if it? What if they take a game we plan on going to and yeah, move it to Thursday? Yeah, I guess that's where problems Well, arise. that's why people are that's why people are frustrated because from a traveling and a ticket buying process or you, like we if it's a Thursday game that it moves to then it's like well regardless whatever it is we got to take off of work we got to plan a trip we got to buy plane tickets yeah, and then it changes people's plans yeah so it's like okay now we got to change a, the yep. flights i got to renegotiate with work um i can see why people are frustrated from that standpoint but if you have 28 days that's completely different i'm telling you from what i originally read it was like they could do it with very little notice where it's like people are screwed mm mm-hmm. mhm and that's why a bunch of different people were saying, like, this is going to screw the fans that are trying to go to these games. So, but, I mean, on the flip side, you could just look week one to 12. And then you have you don't have to worry about it at all. But we'll see. Um, I just thought that that was, that was noteworthy. Um, all right, so we will get into, this is going to be a shorter episode, definitely. Um we are going to start trying to turn our attention in the dead months to more UFC centered content um, and try to make some money on some of these fights. Unfortunately, this week there is no pay-per-view. There is only a fight night, Uh, but this is nothing new. We tell y'all these are the months where there's really not much going on. Uh, We just kind of ride it out, hibernate until football comes back, but we're going to try to do a little something in the meantime with uh with the fights so i have you seen this guy uh guram kutateladzi don't come for me in the fucking comments about not knowing this guy from georgia's name and it's not georgia the state um He's a heavy favorite but when you see his picture it's like oh jesus christ oh <laughs> uh, yeah this guy I think he's only had two fights in the UFC, from what I can tell. But I'm interested, yeah, and I think he lost his last one due to split decision. But he's a heavy favorite. He beat Gamrot, though, back in 2020. But anyway, all right, what's your first one that you have? Um, Jim Miller and Jared Gordon. Okay, so Jared Gordon... I feel like most know because of the Patty Pimblett fight, he lost a controversial decision. Jim Miller's been fighting for forever. So which uh, which side are you going? I'm going to go with Jim Miller here. Jared Gordon, like you said, coming off the controversial loss to Patty Pimblett where a lot of people kind of thought some funny business was going on trying to save Patty Pimblett. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely looked that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had the no contest against Bobby Green. Yes. Where... It looked like Bobby Green knocked him out cold. And then upon review, it was a clash of heads that caused the knockout. I I think Gordon, he's a decent fighter, but he's not like top tier at really anything. Mm-hmm. And just going against a vet, veteran like Jim Miller, I think the crafty vet is going to get the win here. Okay. I lean that way as well. I know a lot of people like Gordon. I think they liked him a little bit more when they felt like he got 
screwed with the Pimblet fight, which was funny when, because obviously Dave Portnoy and the Barstool guys were there because that's their fighter. But then even Dana White was like, like, dodged a bullet. We can't hype up fucking, we can't hype up Gordon. Um, yeah, because go- it would have been a, tra- a travesty for him to lose to Gordon. Pimblet? Yeah, because Gordon just. Oh, yeah. No, it's like. It's who, not like who? he's a a big name or or, no. or really that good of a fighter. No, not at all. But Patty Pimblet did come out and say, like, he's willing to run it back and this and that and try to try to silence the doubters, I guess. But I don't know. Some Jim Miller's coming off of a loss, but decision. I'll take Jim Miller as well. Plus one sixty. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda hard to lay one eighty on on uh Jared Gordon after I get it. I mean he didn't look spectacular against Patty Pimblett. It's just there wasn't really much action going on. There wasn't much activity. And then yeah, the Bobby Green, no contest. I'll take Jim Miller there as well. Are you on uh Caceres and Pineda? Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm going with Caceres. I think I'm gonna go with Caceres as well. So his striking's solid. He he's proven that he can do a little bit on the ground as well. Um, I mean, he's got seven wins by submission, so he's pretty well rounded, and he's on a good a good streak. He just beat Julian Arosa, the Ultimate Fighter um, contestant. Did he win? Did Arosa win the Ultimate Fighter? I'm he, not sure. He might have. So, but he just got he knocked him out in the first round. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, he lost to Yusuf in a in a decision. But yeah, no, I'll take Caceres as well. I think he's more capable of wherever the fight goes. Yeah, he's like you said on a little bit of a. He's won six of his last seven yes. fights, so it's not a technically a win streak, but he's fighting well now. He's an older an older guy, thirty four years old. He's gonna be the longer fighter, slick on the ground. And the interesting thing about Pineda is he's has twenty eight wins, but he's never won a decision. All his all 28 wins are finishes. Yeah, a lot by Nine submission. TKO and 19 submissions. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to so see how this goes. It worries me because I watched, which it was a while ago, it was back in 2019, but when he fought Crone Gracie, who's obviously elite on the ground, but we just saw him get embarrassed with his lack of striking ability. He choked out Caceres in the first round very quickly, ragdolled him, choked him out again a while ago, and... You would you would assume he's gotten better in terms of his ground game, um, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Pineda really poses too much on the feet. That like I don't think he's going to give Caceres problems on the feet. So yeah, I mean, he's got too much length. So yeah, I don't know. I'll take Caceres as well. I think yeah, it's probably going to be a smart, more of a smart fight for. Caceres here, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Avoiding getting submitted or knocked out, and he'll probably win. Yeah. Okay. A decision. Um. All right, so we're in agreement there, and then so the the main event again. This is a this is just a fight night. We're easing our way in, and then we will uh, easing our way in, and then we'll. There's a big a big main event coming up soon. Uh, Kai Kara France versus Amir Albazi. Pretty much, you said it's a pick em across the board. Yeah, minus one ten both ways. Interesting. Which way are you leaning? Um, Albazi. Really? Yeah, I like Car France a lot. Um. All right. Do you have a reason why? Um. 
So I I've seen Kyra Fan Kyra France a good bit. Um Albazi's only had four fights in the UFC's four and oh, and all of them finished in his last two fights. It just seems like this is a point where we kind of I don't know. For Ky- Kyra France, I I'm, I think his time is kind of transitioning. It seems like both guys are on different tra- trajectories to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This guy, um, Albazi is going to be the bigger guy, the stronger guy. I just think he kind of comes out here and yeah, shows a little bit of dominance. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kara France. He just fought Moreno for the belt, uh, but we we saw him starch Garbrandt, which Garbrandt has had the ultimate fall from grace from his short-lived run. So it could be a little bit of that, I guess, where like this division seems to be dominated by two people and then the other guys will go on runs here and there but they seem to fall off pretty quick if car france loses this fight then he falls into that mold i'm gonna take car france though he's so quick he he he's it was a good fight against moreno and the moreno got him in the third round like right at the end um which i thought it was a, a pretty damn good fight but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Car France here. I don't feel super strongly about it. Minus one ten across the board. Obviously, they feel it could go either way. Um, but his speed, his speed is ridiculous. So he's got very good striking. I think it'll be a good fight. It's gonna, I mean, obviously, so gonna be the best fight of the night. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we got in terms of this card. But like I said, we're just kind of dipping our toes in the water. We know the sport. We watch the sport consistently. Um, but do we know everybody on the roster? No, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's people out there that do, but, um, we'll be able to give you a little bit more in-depth analysis when it comes to the main, the main events, the main, uh, pay-per-views, but we'll see what happens here. Try to make some money on fight night. Um, got anything before we go? That's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that's it. Alrighty. Episode 155 is in the books. Like I said, it would be a little bit shorter of an episode today. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you're not subscribed, definitely hit subscribe there. But if you want to help us out, go ahead on over to the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page and subscribe there as well. I might start dipping my toes back in the uh, baseball pool. Not really looking forward to it, but we got to do something until football comes back. But it's getting close. We're nearly in June. Or wait, are we in June? No, we're nearly in June. Basically two months. Once we hit August, I feel like it's back. That's a, that's the sig- the signifying month for me. Um, but yeah, that will wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. And Michael Block, I'm sorry. I know, I know it's been a rough a rough time, but I promise you, we're not your enemies. But all right, y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you, unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.